y'all. Welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. I'm your host, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where I'm going to walk alongside you and connect you with people and resources so you know that you don't mom alone. In this episode, it is week four of our summer of mentorship. Six weeks in the summer, we republish previous episodes from fantastic mentors. And this week's mentor is the one, the only, Sally Clarkson. So when I see these wonderful mamas loving one more day, um, correcting one more day, reading one more great story, um, believing in their children with very little support, very little encouragement, and even very little affirmation from church sometimes, that's where the miracles are happening in the lives of these precious children who will serve God. And they will accomplish great things because they're serving God's kingdom, not necessarily because they'll ever acquire any kind of fame or, or name, you know, but they're going to capture a vision for being a servant leader like Jesus was because their moms chose to serve them with a good heart. This episode originally aired in 2015. It was titled How to Own Your Life. It was episode 54, and Sally's actually been on the show multiple times because she is the ultimate mentor. When I was a new mom, it was her books that kind of ignited my spirit that we get to disciple and be the ones who point our kids to beautiful things. And she also has just encouraged me when I have been weary. And so I hope that this episode reminds you of ways that you get to dictate how your life looks. And that may mean in this season doing some self-care, which I know is a buzzword, but I just, even for myself, don't give myself permission to do that. And I hope that Sally and my conversation reminds you of that. I also wanted to tell you that Sally has a new book coming out. It's called Awaking Wonder. Wonder is such a beautiful thing that God has placed in our kids. And Sometimes with screens and distractions, I know that um, my kids often lose that little bit of wonder. And it's when we have been in nature or just studying God's creation that that wonder reignites. And so I'm excited. I haven't read her book, but I'm excited for that topic. And I know Sally will be a great guide in that. All right, let's get to this conversation. Here we go. Hey, Sally, welcome to the God Center Mom podcast. Heather, I'm so happy to be with you. I think we're kindred spirits, and I think this will be lots of fun. Thanks so much. If my listeners don't know who you are, I have not done my job because your work and your ministry and your mothering have so shaped mine that it, and I'm not, I'm not just saying that to be, to flatter you. I mean, it's the truth of my life at the, I grew up in a Christian home, but I don't think the message of mothering is a ministry was Mm -hmm. really emphasized in my world. These are your disciples. Yeah. yeah. That that wasn't spoken over me until I picked up one of your books and one of the moms in our church started a mom heart group. So thank you so much. First of all, you're so sweet. It continues to be a passion because I feel like um, there's so many issues that are, I don't know, corrupting the soul of the next Mm. generation or tempting their souls. But I, um, the older I get, the more I see how important it is that we become the best women we can be. And then from our souls, our children reap holiness and greatness and inspiration and love and 
So I really, really appreciate what you're doing to encourage so many moms as well. Well, you're sweet. You know, something that I've been processing through lately that maybe you can help me figure out is um, I heard a sermon about our children and them knowing a lot about God, but maybe not yada, the Hebrew for knowing God, like really Mm -hmm. knowing and desiring and pursuing God versus having a lot of Christian knowledge and book knowledge. And I think I've, you know, I've, I love teaching children in preschool and Sunday school and all the stories, Mm -hmm. but I'm struggling on the, how do we really um, imprint in our children the desire to know Yada God? Yeah. You know, I think that they, it's on their hearts. It's a design of their heart to want to be a part of something greater than themselves, to want Mm -hmm. to feel like they understand their purpose and their meaning and uh, I think that the whole idea of incarnation in one's meat, in one's flesh, mm. is um, something that I absolutely embraced for my kids, that the God who uh, created the galaxies and the one who um, created sunrises and sunsets and the, this love of touch, you know, that we love back rubs or <laughs> head rubs or um, the God that created amazing tastes, you know, from dark chocolate salted almonds to um, chili peppers to the God that created us to dance when we mm-hmm. hear music. I feel like some people just think that God is a, a thought or mm. a theological idea to be known. And he is the living, vibrant, um, wild, not to be contained God. And I would just, um, the more I fell in love with him and I would say, oh, look, he painted the skies red for us tonight. And we would sit on the deck and eat great things and love each other and camp out under the stars. And, um, you know, I would just tell them that I couldn't believe that I got to be their mom and that they were such a treasure to me because God called me his treasure. And so I think that the, um, all of us long for deeper emotional intimacy and friendship and love, even though we make mistakes. And so the more I would ponder God and, um, engage in his life in my own heart, then they were drawing from my heart all of the excellencies and the realities and the depths of God. Mm. I really feel like um, it's a it's a both and because the funny thing is, is all of my kids are talking lately now that they've been home for Christmas about the stories and the character of God and the way he interacted in history and Mm. uh, with real people. And so I think that when um, God said for us to love him with all of our heart, that's all of the passions, the fun, the depths of our soul, uh, soul, same thing, mind and strength, you know, that we are to love him well with great ideas and worldview and truth and righteousness. And I think that when we are passionate and filled with the Holy Spirit, our children are going to be exposed to the living God. It's mm. so good. And I think, you know, giving, sometimes there's this pressure that we have to um, moralize our life so much that we oh, yeah. take away the color and life becomes oh, yeah. a black and white Christianity of um, <laughs> this is bad, this is good. Uh, no, don't do that. Shame, shame, shame. And then, there isn't that joy. Like the vibrancy that you describe is so captivating. Mm. Like I want to sit and watch the sunset and eat good food and get my back rub like that. Yes, that is, that is what God desires. And I think that 
we can get caught up in, no, I've got to raise good kids who love mm-hmm. God. And in order to do that, it's got to be a lot of no, no, no's and don't do that instead of me yeah. embracing life and me loving life and me enjoying it so that they see it in me. And I think that really leads really well into your book that's coming yeah. out, right? Yeah. Like the more that I like try to encapsulate my faith into this, this uh, I don't know, like bland thing or try to force my motherhood to be this um, checklist, like you said, I miss out on the beauty and the glory of owning it and enjoying it. And that's what actually makes beautiful children, right? Yeah. And I, I really, I, um, I got to my birthday, my 60th birthday and Joy, my daughter said, okay, mom, you know, we're all making this great feast for breakfast. Go into your little study and Here's a bunch of cards and ponder your life. What what really mattered? Mm. Um, so I was sitting here and I thought, wow, at my age, I've gotten, I've had the blessing of uh, being able to see my kids all embrace the Lord and and not only that, but really embrace life purposes for His kingdom. And uh, I've got to have a ministry and be involved in different things. And I I feel like sometimes people don't engage in and take responsibility for the stewardship of their lives mm. in the way God would want them to. And um, they kind of, you know, lead those lives of quiet desperation, every day a chore, every day a duty, check the list off when God has so much more. Mm. And I think too, in light of owning your own life for motherhood, um, I I don't know about you, Heather, I'm pretty sure you're the same way as me, but I am not motivated by guilt or by a checklist or mm. you should do this. Mm. Motivated by people saying, I love who you are. Tell me your dreams. What I, you know, as my kids were um, playing the piano or I'd say, I wonder if you'll be the next great musician in the world and really comfort people with your music or mm. you are so kind. I just love seeing you. And of course there's all the discipline part too. Like look at my eyes. You may not leave this room until you can, <laughs> me with your voice you know it's a it's a combination of all of scripture um you see deuteronomy and and god says see that i've set before you today life and prosperity and he said i want to bless you i want to give you um goodness and children and a wonderful land of milk and honey and i want to give you my love um or um if you choose idols and if you choose to disobey and if you choose to go your own way you're gonna find curse you know and so yeah. there's stories and goodness and blessing. And so anyway, I'm going too far, but. <laughs> no, I know. I, that's all good. Yeah. No, I think it's a really, I think that some people look at, um, you know, maybe some of the, the parenting that you and Clay have presented. I know you dealt with this in your generation as um, the grace based or the um, loving and kind and, and, and involved um encouraging parent as as weak or um well no you've got to be stricter than that you've got you've got to really set a boundary there needs to be first time obedience we need to like be really tough so that our children grow up to be good and um and i think that what they miss is that you're still you're not saying there aren't boundaries oh no 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 and i think there's two extremes because when I was raising my children, everything was harsh discipline. Mm. And, um, everything was so focused on legalism that Clay and I kept trying to write messages of, no, this is this child has a heart and a personality. You need to appeal to who God made them to be. 
And so we were talking about discipleship and grace space, but then I feel like sometimes with the, your generation of moms, they go too far the other direction. They don't mm. look at their children and say, I see such a potential for excellence and I'm going to help disciple you so that you can become the best you can be, but you have to choose to be disciplined and honoring and um, to work hard. And so um, I think it's a both and it's a calling out the excellence in a person's life. That's what I wanted to do through my book that we have these spiritual muscles and these emotional muscles. And um, we have such capacity to live amazing lives and to be holy and to be strong and to be godly and to live by faith. But they are muscles in the sense of whatever you don't exercise will not grow strong. Mm. And I feel like a lot of women live as victims in their own puzzle. Now, you know, most we all live in a fallen world. We all have scars. We all have difficulties. We all have um, weaknesses. But that doesn't have to define us. Mm. Um, God wants us to move forward, to practice learning how to love, not being perfect in love, to practice learning to love righteousness, to practice being patient with our children. I kept thinking I needed to have more children so I could do it <laughs> right, you know? <laughs> and um, so I feel like it's it's this adventure. It's long-term. Maturity takes forever. But the more I understood God's ways, the more I kind of developed my muscle and I got I had a bigger capacity and I learned more. And it's very fulfilling to live into the great and wonderful ways God made us to own our lives. So I know we've used the phrase own your life um, a lot. And for you, and I know, you know, you go into all the different ways we can own our life, but if you had to define it in a, in a sentence or two, what would, what would you say? Um, I would say that it starts with um, taking responsibility for the stewardship of your life to engage fully in loving God, serving God, and reaching out in the name of the kingdom to other people. In other words, um, I hear all these things that people say, oh, well, it was easy for you. No, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, or um, I'm just not the type that. Mm. And I think, no, oh, we are all God's types. And we all have the capacity of giving more generously because they're people that may never feel loved if we don't love them. Mm -hmm. um, there are people that may never know um, the light and the truth of God. If we don't just reach out to the few where we are, or um, I have a friend who um, has this precious little 14 year old boy. She has three children who are very healthy. And then a little boy who isn't, and her service of worship every day is to love little Stephen, who's had 45 surgeries and mm. who requires her to stay at home every day of her life since he's been born. And um, she puts music on and she brings God's light and life into that place because she knows that God has given her stewardship of this precious little boy's life. And mm. so whatever anybody's puzzle is, um, that's the place where the light and life of God can can be celebrated. And um, so really the book is just about living into the amazing potential of God's provision for our lives, but living by faith and believing him and taking the risk to, um, to move forward in 
our own maturity and in our own abilities to grow strong in life. Well, I think what's good about your example is um, what I've kind of seen. I've, I have nieces and nephews that are 20, 21, 20, 22, is it seems like in their generation, there's such this drive to be important, to do mm-hmm. something amazing, to mm-hmm. um, do something of worth and of value. And um, and sometimes they see that as a stage or a viral video or a, a big thing that that everyone sees. Mm-hmm. And and what you just described was a woman at home with her child that mm-hmm. God sees and that that was significant and that that is owning your life. You know, that the message isn't own your life and be something amazing and get on a stage. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's owning your life and being all that that God planned you to be in this time, in this place of history. Yeah, and I, I really think that um, we are all called to be servant leaders. I mean, if, if Jesus bowed his knee and and touched and blessed the prostitute and took children into his arms and he washed 120 dirty feet mm-hmm. the night that he was going to be crucified and he, he taught them and loved them and served them a meal and prepared a place for them to celebrate life together. And I realized that God has never asked me to do anything he hasn't already done. Right. That if he was the servant leader, then that's the that's the place from which my influence is going to come. And one way that I am owning my life right now during COVID and the pandemic is to be a Thrive Market member. What I love is that I'm getting organic and sustainable groceries delivered to my door. I can go on their site. I can search by whatever dietary restrictions I'm looking for or clean products that I'm interested in or my favorite, like I've mentioned, Siete Lime Chips. I dream about them. I do not share them. (laughs) They're so yummy and grain-free. And I get them at a fraction of the price, 25 to 50% off of the retail price. And all of my order, if I spend over $49, gets shipped free, which is fantastic. If you want to give it a try and become a Thrive Market member, when you do, someone else gets a free membership, someone in need, a low-income family, a teacher, a veteran, or a first responder. And all you have to do to try it risk-free is go to thrivemarket.com slash DMA. Join today, and you're going to get up to $20 in shopping credit towards your first order. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash DMA. You're going to start your risk-free membership, and you're going to get up to $20 towards your first order. Thrivemarket.com slash DMA. That's what we're doing here. We're going to own our lives. We're going to thrive. Let's hear more about that from Sally. Here we go. I was talking to my son, Nathan, last night, who was doing this movie, and he said, you know, Mama, he said, for, um, he said I starved and starved, and, and he's just at the point of seeing some of his dreams come true. Mm. He said, you know how many jobs I had to take, how um, he even skipped a meal a day because it was cheaper to live that way mm. <laughs> for a number of years, and, and he reached out. He kept letting more young boys live in his um, apartment, and he would share Christ with them, and he would introduce them to churches. and. He said, it's funny how even at my own 25 years, um, he said, it's been seven years of serving, waiting, praying, helping people, reaching out, working several jobs. And he said, I don't think people understand that integrity and greatness usually comes from a hidden inner life where we obey God one day at a time Mm -hmm. and we worship him by faith um, in every dark place. And 
we choose to light a candle in the darkness. You know, it's just fun for me to see even at the young ages of my children that when they were in my home, they learned what it was like to serve, to wait, to mm. cultivate faith, to, you know. And so I think that there's this illusion in America um, or Western culture, immediate gratification. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, it took me every single day of my life of <laughs> all these 61 years to serve, to love, to forgive, to train. Um, you know, it was a long-term process, but I think all great things require great work mm-hmm. and great faithfulness. And um, so when I see these wonderful mamas loving one more day, um, correcting one more day, reading one more great story, um, believing in their children with very little support, very little con- encouragement, and even very little affirmation from church sometimes, that's where the miracles are happening in the lives of these precious children who will serve God and they will accomplish great things because they're serving God's kingdom, not necessarily because they'll ever acquire any kind of fame or, or name, you know, but they're going to capture a vision for being a servant leader like Jesus was because their moms chose to serve them with a good heart. Mm. Every time I listen to you, it reinvigorates in me the purpose behind it, the heart behind it, and not just the actions and the Pinterest and the oh. and the things that you should do, but mm-hmm. but the heart behind it. And um, I really hope everyone hears hears that in your voice, um, which I know they will. Now, okay, I, I want more for my kids by back scratches, chocolate chips, <laughs> and, <laughs> and well, watch fun movies, and you know, having uh, you know, I think that they knew we could celebrate life here and then they'd listen to my messages. <laughs> well, and I think that's, you know, I remember even being at one of your um, conferences and it was like this light bulb moment where you were talking about your children and washing their hands. And you mm-hmm. said, you could say, go wash your hands right now, you know, uh-huh. wash your hands. <laughs> and which I have said just like that. And I was like, wow, she been in my home. And then she said, or you could say, oh, these beautiful hands. Oh, just, oh, God just made these. Oh, they're so sweet. And you're like washing them and together. And I thought, um, yes, I would much rather the second. And I have tried it. You know, I want my son to hold my hand. I say, oh, you're such a sweet hand. Oh, can I please hold your hand if we're walking in the you know, parking lot versus hold my hand right now. You'll get hit by a car. You know, like <laughs> I've done both. And yeah. the one with the sweet words and oh, the, the not not necessarily flattery, but just the love and the kindness, you know, his mm-hmm. kindness leads us to repentance and his kindness is what draws us close to his heart. It's not, it's not the shame and the, yeah. the harshness. And it's so, it's, it just feels fast to be harsh. Mm-hmm. And yet it's like totally works against me every time. Well, and I, I think here I am sitting looking at your beautiful picture. You, that's a cute picture, by the way, on, <laughs> on your <laughs> side. But it reminds me of something else, too. Because we are constantly being drained by these little people who want to eat and wear clothes and, yeah, and you know, constantly need correction. Um, we also need to remember that, and this is a part of what I wrote in Own Your Life, we need to love who we are, forgive ourselves. Mm. We need to accept God's love. We need to in, engage in things that encourage our lives and hearts. We need to do fun things for ourselves. We need to be with friends mm-hmm. and giggle and laugh. And um, we need to make time to refresh so that these little ones who are drawing from us constantly are going to have freshness, not exhaustion. Because it is pretty hard mm. to keep going and keep going and keep going without lots of help. And 
I'm sitting here looking, you have all these this cute little earrings and beautiful necklaces and you're just a lovely woman anyway. But no. all I mean by that is, um, you know, I made room to go out for um, coffee. I love walking. I walk miles and miles. It kind of does something for me out here in Colorado. Mm. Um, I have tea times because I want a civilized moment every day. Um, I love dark salted chocolate. I really, that's what I really do eat uh, sometimes. Um, like my little almonds that I have. I love <laughs> candlelight and you know, I love great movies. And so I think that a part of the message too, isn't just you need to own your motherhood, but you need to own your soul mm. and you need to own your friendships. You can't do it alone. That's why I'm so encouraging women to start mom heart groups, whatever that means. Mm. Um, you need to, recognize that God cares about your personality and do things that delight your personality. So that's also a part of it. It's a continuing filling and a continuing serving. So, Okay. So what about the mom who's sitting there and saying, Oh, you know, kind of, you've kind of alluded to it a little bit, like, well, that's just not me. Or, you know, what barriers have you, have you seen in people or, or that, barriers that you've even seen in yourself that keep you from owning your life, whether it's, you know, living with intention or calling friends up or doing things for yourself. Like mm-hmm. what barriers do we need to watch out for? Well, I think that um, this may seem like a funny thing to say, but I think depression can be a normal part mm. of the seasons of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think all of us feel like I'm failing. I'm not doing enough. I can't believe I screamed at my children yesterday again. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that the older I get, the more grateful I am that I understand how gracious God is. Yeah. And um, I think sometimes just discouragement and depression can, um, can really overwhelm a mom and feel like she's the only one who's ever felt that way. Mm. No, we all feel out of control. And none of us were trained for the job and we weren't made to do it alone. And most of us are alone. Mm. And so um, I guess that's a part of the message too, is that um, one of my sweet friends and you know her, but I won't mention her name and then it's not <laughs> gossip, but she would call me. We, I have a lot, I have a relationship with a lot of young moms that I just adore who are writers and bloggers like you. And she would call and she said, I'm so depressed. I can't get out of bed today. And I said, well, this is what I want you to do. Put, just open the file drawer of heaven and put your depression there and don't look at it. Don't feed it. But I said, I want you just to get out of bed and um, throw your children in the car, go to Sam's, get yourself a bundle of flowers, um, take them to Starbucks, get them hot chocolate, listen to beautiful music and just don't worry about being depressed. Just go do something. One or two things that'll help you. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I said, and then I went to go home and I said, I said, make at least two of the beds and wash your dishes. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I just gave her little baby steps Yeah. and um, I, t- I gave her permission to, um, to be tired and, and to, to focus on sleeping mm-hmm. and to focus on delight. And um, anyway, I would just give her little baby steps every day of fun things to do. You can't do it all the time. And, uh, you know, a month later she called and she said, Funniest thing, I'm not depressed anymore. Yeah. And I don't mean to make light of there are people who have very, very difficult problems. But um, when I look back, because we went through, I mean, it sounds like I'm making this up, but we had a fire in our home. We had two floods, um, you know, where we had to evacuate the home because of um, oh, so such long stories. We had nine car wrecks. Our kids had two car wrecks. 
Um, we've had kids that they thought had brain tumor. I mean, we've had, we've had it all. We've uh, had kids, but, um, I think if you understand it's a long journey Mm -hmm. and, um, but God does really love you and he wants to support you in it. Um, but just to make some goals forward, how can I be encouraged this year? How can I improve in one area? How can I love my kids? And, um, I just have to say that one of the most important things is you have to believe the right philosophy. Mm. If you believe that God is just a harsh judge who is looking for you to trip up and sin and um, that he's all about legalism, then you will have a hard time ever owning your life because you'll become discouraged Mm. if you don't even think God is for you. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you, can focus into the reality of his scripture and who he is and the way he redeems that he pursues us from Genesis to revelation. And if you can also um, believe that there are other women that want to be your friend, even if it's hard. Um, I think that as you think, so you'll become Mm. whatever you treasure in your heart is what's going to determine your future. So you have to acquire truth and hope, even if it's by faith, light a candle in the darkness in order to move forward. That's really good. I like, I like what you said too, in your advice um, to the mom who was feeling like she didn't want to get out of bed, because I think sometimes the reason we get that discouragement and that depression is the checklist that we mentioned at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. We look at our day and we think, oh, I just can't do this all today. I can't be the calm, patient, loving mom who trains our children and loves a friend and list, 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 list of all, you know, the ways that I think I should own my life. Maybe that's the day that you just enjoy God and what he has and you feed your soul. And then you can go forward and, and, and love from that place. But the fact that you said, go buy flowers for yourself, Mm -hmm. it's like giving yourself permission to be selfish is what we think that is. We think that's being selfish and it's not. Mm-hmm. It's no, enjoying it's not. the goodness of the Lord, right? Oh yeah. And I think God, God probably would say to us, Oh my goodness, you people. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. every day, I mean, like yesterday we had this beautiful snow here. It was one of those delightful movie-ish snows. Oh. And we all, um, none of us have finished Christmas shopping or all the things that we're supposed to be doing right now. <laughs> And so we lit the fires and we, <laughs> we have these automatic fireplaces in Colorado Nice. and um, we all got hot drinks and we put on loud Christmas music and we made Christmas cookies and we said, Oh, well, you know, all this stuff can be done another day. Mm. And um, I think that, that a lot of boxes we live in are man-made like, yeah. you know, Oh my gosh, I've got to do school this many days a year. And who, who said that school couldn't be having fun today? Um, you know, and I do think that God is so much bigger, so much more patient, and he wants us to engage in a delightful life much more than we would give each other permission to do. So I think another part of it for me was to own the voices that I was listening to and to just be uh, simple in my heart and say, you know what, this is who I am. God loves me as I am. I will grow stronger every day, but I'm going to enjoy life and not listen to the guilt-producing voices of my culture. Um, so, that's anyway, very good. We could talk for hours, Heather. I know, I know, not my throat. 
Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, if you could only see what I'm doing right now as I'm talking to all your sweet, sweet moms, I'm sitting in my um, warm gown that has birds on it. So <laughs> you're coughing. I'm in my jammies. It's We're just awesome. having a good old time this morning. Perfect. <laughs> well, one last thing as we go into 2015, and <clears throat> excuse me, and women are looking forward to what they want their life to look like this year mm-hmm. how could you encourage them <laughs> to make that goal like what would you what would you say to them um you know i i don't mean to just promote the book but get a book like mine or like this idea of owning your life like take time to reflect and to write down where are my hardest places that's what i try to do in the book is give lots of areas that women can just evaluate where, where are the voices that I'm listening? What are the voices I'm listening to that are bringing guilt? Um, what burdens do I need to take off my back so that I can move forward with a lighter life? Um, what ways can I simplify my life? Um, how am I doing on actually spending time with God? Do I have a friend I can meet with who actually, when I'm with them, makes me want to be the best I can be? And loves me just as I am. So I think that I always in January, I declutter my soul. I, I kind of look into my soul and think, okay, what dark areas am I carrying? What places can I go forward? But to take time to evaluate, to take time to simplify, to take time to make baby steps forward of how I can move forward in delight and being a better mom, wife, friend, and to really simplify my life. So I, I feel like the one thing I would do is say everyone needs to continuously plan so that they can get rid of all the things that are draining their lives. Mm. Too many, too many drainers will kill us all. Yeah. And to get rid of those and to add those things in my life that will draw me forward to what God has designed me to be. Mm. And, and, and maybe even just taking a look back, how did God design you to be? Maybe a right. woman's yeah, never really, like yeah, maybe she's never really looked at what are my giftedness. Maybe it's not teaching. Maybe it's prayer. Maybe it's being mm-hmm. the wild mom. Maybe it's not the organized mom. You know, I think really right, doing exactly. that. Yeah. Feeling free to be who God wants you to be and living by his blessing and favor instead of living by a whole bunch of guilt producing rules and, um, or boxes or even, um, messages that you've lived by your whole life that you just need to get rid of. Yeah, that's really good. Thanks y'all for listening to this. I hope that you uh, were able to think through how you could own your life in this season. What are ways that you could refresh yourself so that you can be the loving mom you desire? What are some boundaries or some systems? Um, Again, we're going to have that episode in August with the lazy genius, and she is all about the systems. So we're going to help you with that. And um, I'm going to pray over us that we can trust God more and lean into what he has for us in this time. God, I thank you that you have given us life and that you desire abundant life. And although it seems that um, a lot of things that we would normally find joy in have been canceled, that we um, could lean into you and you could help us find new systems, new ways to get the filling we need so that we can be 
the women and the moms and the friends and the workers that you have desired us to be. I pray that you would be the one who helps us be creative to think outside the box and how to own the life you've given us. I pray for each mom, you would be her strength today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, meet me back here next week. We're going to have another mentor. It's Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith, and it's which kind of rest do you need? I think that's going to help you as you're sorting through owning your life. Uh, She even has a quiz that you can take to know which area of rest you need. Um, She's fantastic. Thanks y'all for sharing again with your friends. And I love the podcast clubs that are meeting in person. Even social distance in person is better than nothing. And we desperately need to be encouraged by our, our sisters and fellow believers if you are following Christ. So anyway, I'm rambling. Thanks for being here. See you here next week. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Don't Mom Alone podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more people and more resources to help remind you that you're not alone, head over to don'tmomalone.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I want you to know the good news, the great news that you're not alone because God has promised to always be with you. With faith in Jesus Christ, the one who died for you and rose again, Jesus said when he left, he was going to leave a helper, a comforter to be with us. God in us. Moms, that's superpower. So while you're washing dishes at your kitchen sink, while you're driving to and from work, while you're feeding that baby late into the night, while you're cleaning sticky floors, God promises to be just as present with you as when you're worshiping in a church pew. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Now that's good news. Have a great day.